0: Get fired up. Oh, yeah. Performance enhancing 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 audio. audio. This is the State of Combat Podcast with Brian Campbell. Oh, yeah. The new theme song can only mean one thing. It's SOC time. Time for injection. Time for that performance enhancing audio. All right, we got a little MMA bonus for you this week. All kinds of firing up for the return of fights. The only game in town, UFC Fight Night in Las Vegas. As we record this today on Wednesday, everything passed in the Nevada Commission meeting. UFC cleared for the Apex on Saturday. Boxing, by the way, will return on June 9th, a Tuesday night with a top-ranked card. So it's good to get everything back and. As you heard earlier this week on our MMA preview with Sugar Rashad Evans and myself firing you up, getting you ready for this card, Uh, there's some good fights. And we got four of the fighters on the card right now today. Arguably the two fights I am most interested in. We're going to chat with former UFC welterweight champion Tyron Woodley and Gilbert Burns riding that five-fight win streak. This welterweight main event, five rounds, the deep waters it could go uh, you're going to hear Tyron. Maybe it's Y'all Must Have Forgot time. You're going to hear Gilbert Burns telling you why he's ready right now to go five rounds. Will not be a problem. And also, the preliminary main event. Very interesting. little pro wrestling style narrative here. As Antonina Shevchenko, yes, the younger sister of your flyweight champion, Valentina. Going to go in there against Valentina's last opponent, Caitlin ChuKagan. And a little little bit of bingo here, Vegas, liking Valentina, I'm sorry, Antonina, despite much less experience having installed her as the slight favorite. We're going to talk to both how Caitlin Jukagin can bounce back from that title defeat. This will be her third fight since November, so she's looking to stay active. And really how Antonina can make a name for herself separate from her sister, uh, yeah, man, it's the SOC. So, encouragement out there. If you like what you hear each week, Sugar Rashad Evans, myself, our fun and games box show with the great Rafe Bartholomew, please get out there and give us that five star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, uh, I don't know, uh, Grindr, wherever you can find, whatever app can play this. Please get out there and let everyone know you're listening. Uh, how about you spread the word on social media? Tell a friend, right? Ring up a friend, say, hey, you like MMA, you got to hear this pod, all right? Sugar Rashad, your boy BC, bringing it every single week. And if not, if you can't pay back this free audio with a nice little review, then uh, you're going to have to fight me, okay? That's that's the challenge. I didn't come here to do no challenges. I came here to fight. Put me in a ring. Fight me. Thank you, Rashad. Thank you. Fight me. Yeah, bring it. All right. Well, I mean, will somebody? will somebody bang with me? Let me bang with somebody. Somebody stand up and bang with me. Shout out to Casey Kenny, who will be on uh, Saturday's card in a bantam weight bout with Louis Smolka uh, for that sound bite. But uh, yeah, fired up to share this sound with you. Special thanks to the folks at UFC for getting us ready. Uh, UFC 250, of course, one week later at the Apex in Vegas. It's good that UFC has been able to get back to their home. And, uh, you know, it limits the amount of travel that the whole operation has to do if they can just keep everything contained there at the apex. Uh, Hopefully the fighters keep staying safe with the travel, with the testing upon arrival and all that. UFC amping up their testing process for this Saturday after, you know, a little bit of the... uh, Uh, the critical reactions to how things went down in Jacksonville. Although look, all things considered three fight cards, eight nights, UFC was certainly able to pull that off. I mean, that's the bottom line, right? You're going to do what I want you to do. And that's just the bottom line. Thank you, Rashad. Um, that's the deal there, and uh, 25-foot octagon is another topic of interest that we'll bring up here today. UFC going with the smaller size from the Dana White Contender Series from the WEC back in the day, so that will be interesting to see which fighters end up holding an advantage because of that, and whether we'll just see all action all the time. Wow, getting me fired up. Don't need any extra medication for that.
1: No more dick pills, right?
0: Thank you, John. Thank you indeed. Uh hey, the SOC, as we mentioned, always has you covered, whether it's uh bonus interviews, uh, the box pod this week, looking at the return of that sport with Wraith Bartholomew, always having fun, always laughing, and of course the MMA pod setting you up, knocking it down with the with the breakdown afterwards. Also encourage you to check out CBS Sports HQ with uh UFC being the only game in town at the moment, your boys BC and Sugar Rashad getting a lot of FaceTime on there, Uh, specifically this Saturday after the fights, right after. Head on over to your live, free, streaming, 24-7 network, CBS Sports HQ to check me out. I'll be voicing highlights, providing analysis, all that good stuff. Uh, All that and then some tall, pale, uh, handsome. It's your boy BC. Uh, Here's what we're going to start off with, though. Start off by telling you that, you know, it's not just fighting this weekend. It's obviously college football inching closer. So here's what I want you to do. The Cover 3 podcast and CBS Sports, they're bringing it just like this one. And it's the perfect time to unveil off-season rankings. Cover 3 has been counting down the preseason top 25 in separate episodes. And this week, they're going to focus on the top five and don't worry about a huge time commitment. They got you covered because Chip Patterson and company have been breaking down each team in their hurry-up hot seat series in 15 minutes or less. So you know you want to find out how Clemson and Ohio State will rank in the preseason. Bringing back the two top QBs in the nation. You want to find out if Alabama can crack the top three after losing Tua. Well, each day this week, Cover Three has all your answers about the very best teams in the nation. Download, subscribe. All those places we mentioned: Apple Pod, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Check out Cover Three. And by the way, tell them BC sent you. Uh, I wish I wish I had the the ability to add in like a beer koozie, you know. Tell them BC sent you. Leave a five star review, and uh, you know, you get a cold one. You get you get one to cover your cold one. All right. Uh, I'm fired up. Uh, Always encourage you as well to check out Morning Combat. It's normally every Monday at noon Eastern on YouTube. Luke Thomas and I under the Showtime flag bringing you all the hottest takes from boxing, MMA, a lot of laughter in between because of the holiday this week. We are going live on Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern on YouTube. Do not miss that. Uh, a, lot, a lot of good stuff going on in the Viacom CBS family. Uh, going to have an interview next week with the great Ryan Bader, two-division champion in Bellator. And, uh, yeah, we're bringing it, okay? We're slaying. We're bringing all that, all right? So, uh, yeah, celebrate. Celebrate already, okay? All right, GSP, because you don't belong here. GSP, I don't know what I need to do. You want me to beat some sense into you? You don't belong here. You're gonna get crushed. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta back out. Yeah, George. Get out of this thing while you still can. This is my fight. This is my fight. And I'll be there as soon as sooner than you, mother. Sooner than you, mother. F all. Oh, too bad you got knocked out. Oh wow. Um, Luke's a heartbreaker, man. Not just uh, outside of the cage. But uh, man, I was ready for that guy to finish Bisping, become you know. In the argument for for the best pound for pound fighter, and then he just keeps uh, a lot of stop start, a lot of breaking our hearts, breaking his hearts, indeed. But uh, hey, why don't they run the Weidman? Give me Rockhold Weidman too. Give it to me. I'm looking right here above my shoulder at the poster in my office of the original Rockhold Weidman two at UFC 199. It did not happen. You have to wonder how history would have been different. I, uh, this week on CBSSports.com, we counted down the 10 greatest middleweights in MMA history from our expert panel. And that was one of the tougher ones to do because of that, because you've got Andy Silva. You know, you got you you, got you some Anderson who we, we certainly all love.
2: I love it. I love it, man.
0: Thank you. Uh, and then it's like, uh, who do you love next, you know? Between Wideman, Rockhold, Biz Ping, uh, Belfort, Musasi, Rich Franklin, it's all kind of even. It's all kind of even in there. So, uh, you know, as long as we're not holding anything anything against 2013 TRT Mohawk, Belfort, then it's an interesting discussion. But uh, how about some discussions with the fighters from this Saturday's UFC card in Vegas? Here's where we're going to start. Gilbert Burns, your red-hot welterweight contender. Really interesting chat to find out more about who he is, what he's bringing to the table on Saturday night followed directly by Caitlin Chukagian, Antonina Shevchenko, and on the backside, the chosen one, T-Wood, Tyron Woodley. You know your boy BC is going to get in there and figure out. Uh, what does he have to prove? Because this has been a year off, and this has been, uh, you know, rags to riches to rags, right? That's, you know, top of the pops to the bottom. Uh had a big victory on Saturday. Could get him right back there in an Usman title fight. Uh, he's going to let you know why he believes Usman's using Conor McGregor's name a lot lately. And uh, all that and more Colby Covington talk. So you're going to enjoy it. Catch me on the back end. Coming at you. Gilbert Burns, how are you, man?
3: I'm good, bro. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Uh, this is the big time on Saturday, Gilbert Burns. How different does this one feel?
3: Uh... Be honest, feel normal, feel like you're not a day fighting, no emotionals. No, I try to stay, I try to stay relaxed, do everything that I do normal in five weeks. For sure, I'm a little bit more excited with the opportunity. It's a big opportunity for the former champ, first main event. But <laughs> it's normal, as of right now, it's still normal. Five weeks training, cutting weight, I'm, I'm normal.
0: Uh, what do you think about these betting odds? Because everyone in the media seems to like you, but Vegas still likes Woodley right now.
3: Uh, I don't mind. I, You know, people have their favorites. People like it. I don't... I'm not focused on that. I'm not putting my energy on that, but I I just believe it get a lot of chances, and people are a little bit sleeping on that, a little bit. It doesn't bother me. I don't mind, but... Saturday, I think I'm going to shock a lot of people.
0: Well, you're going to have that opportunity. A lot of people have a chance to know your name if they don't already. What has been the secret for you going on this hot streak, five-fight win streak, but not just that, the striking mixed with the ground game? What's been the secret in your growth?
3: Uh, the secret is a lot of things that i have been changing, getting better on my game, but I think it was a couple things. First of all, not cutting weight anymore, not going crazy to lightweight, doing my real division that's uh, a welterweight, uh, being willing to fight, you know, anyone, anywhere, anywhere in time I proved that they offered me a couple times to say yes. And, uh, and my results, being, 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 you know, being finishing these guys, Damon Maia, Gunnar Nelson, Kunchenko, a couple guys, and asking for fighters and calling everyone out. And, uh, but I think it was a lot of changes I you did. Know, in the beginning of my career, I was just a grappling guy, but I would lo- I got in love with the striking. And uh, I decided to put all my energy on striking. I kind of ended up to start grappling a little bit because I want to get better on my on my striking. Even on the, on the practice, I wasn't shooting so much for a takedown. I was just trying to bang, trying to get better, keep boxing, boxing. And uh I got to a point yeah, my time was off for the takedowns, you know, because I wasn't shooting so much. I just want to strike, strike, got in love with the strike. And after a couple of defeats, I think for Dan Hooker, for the other guys, it's just like, okay, I'm getting a lot better strike. I'm going to keep on doing, but I need to go back to my roots, you know, I got to go back to the streets. So I start shooting more I got back to, to I, I live in South Florida, so I was looking for the toughest training that I found. Russia, Rocha, Cyborg, and I uh, started doing forces with these guys and putting a lot of training. And I think now the biggest, the biggest thing on my channel right now is, uh, is the grappling. I'm grappling a lot more and I did a lot of grappling, competition, tournament, just to call back in a good timing, you know, be with the current Jiu-Jitsu guys. And I level up my Jiu-Jitsu and on the same time, I don't know what happened, but that makes me kind of flow a little bit more with striking, you know, and then I I'm, I, I I'm start mixing things up more, with grappling, wrestling, striking, and I think it's perfect on my game than just striking, than just Jiu-Jitsu, and I think that mixing and, uh, we know a lot of things that I didn't change, but the mixing, going back to Jiu-Jitsu, you know, like, right. get my roots very strong, and, uh, and doing that mix is, is well, just doing better for my game.
0: I've noticed something, Gilbert. Your smile has gotten bigger when you're inside the cage. I feel like you're the happiest fighter when you were inside there and they closed that cage door.
3: 100%. I love to be there. I feel that's my house. And uh, that's why I can't wait to compete. And uh, right now, I don't need to do the crazy way. Crazy. If they call one week and I'm and I'm always training, the only time that I'm not training is one week after the fight because my my strength conditioning coach, my my physical therapist they it's a mandatory. week after the fight you don't train. That's the only week I'm not training After that, guess what? So June first, I don't know what day Monday, I believe it's June first, I'm not training. All the week, June eighth, if I'm not wrong, I'm training. I'm back training. So if they call me any time like, out, you want to fight, Do you want to fit in for this, I'm going to be fighting. So I love to fight. I love to compete. And another thing, too, that's how I get better. That's how I improve. I think that's why a lot of guys improve, like Comaro. He was the guy that he was good at the gym. He was competing. But as soon as he started getting a lot of fights, fights after fights, he, he boom, he became a champion because he was improving so much with the competition. It's the same way I feel. When I get in the octagon, I'm happy. I know I'm going to improve. I know I'm going to get better, and I'm going to get paid for that. And I just I just love
0: to compete. All right. When you watched the fight, when Kamaru took the title from Woodley, what did you learn about how to fight Tyron Woodley?
3: I learned a lot. I I, I talked to Kamaru a lot. I will, I watched I watch a ton of fight. I'm a little nerd in there. I like to watch all the clips and make my notes. And uh, I think that's the key to beat Tyrone Woodley. If we look back a little bit, we saw Tyrone Woodley, title defense, okay, he beat Robbie Lawler, never gave the, the rematch again. They tried to make the rematch, and he never gave the rematch. And after that, he beat guys that are good at one thing. Uh, let's say first guy was uh, Stephen Thompson, that is only karate guy. He know, uh when a boy not going to shoot on Tyrone Woodley. Then he beat Damian Mike. He knows Damian Mike is not going to strike at Tyron Woodley. Then he beat Darren Till. He knows Darren Till not going to shoot on Tyron Woodley. But if we look back a little bit, Roddy McDonald, he does everything. He kicks, he punches, he shoot, took him down, dominating him. Then we go Jake Shields. Awkward style punch, kick, shoot, beat Tyron Woodley. Come out, just do the same. He went there. I'm not just going to wrestle. I'm not just going to do. It. I'm going to think. I'm going to put pressure. I'm going to kick. I'm going to punch. I'm going to take you down. And that's it. I'm not a domination. And I think Taro can come the way he wants. And I know that I need to mix things up. And that's what I'm doing better right now. I think I'm going to mix. I hit hard. I have a great defense. So I can wrestle. I have a gas thing that they don't imagine. And I think that's the key. Put pressure. He's going to come with a big overhand. Right, and the way I see, I just got to embrace the strong, keep my hands up, keep moving, making guys, think, you know, punch, kicks, mix, everything, and I'm going to get a win on Saturday.
0: But if you get a win on Saturday, is there any problem that people might want to start seeing you against Kamaru? Would you guys fight each other if you had to?
3: Yeah, for sure we fight each other if we have to, for sure. And uh, he's professional, I'm professional. The champions, you know, if the champion FC he is in the best place, he I think he makes for sure he makes more money, he make he has more opportunity. That's what I want. I wanna be the champion and I have nothing but respect for Kamara. but he knows if, if I'm beating Tana Wood, you know, I think it depends on the performance. If I beat Tattle the way that I want to beat Tattle Woolley, yeah, next will be Kamara. but I still got a, a big work to do on Saturday. But yeah, I have no problem to find tomorrow.
0: All right, Gilbert, the octagon, 25 feet, no 30 feet on Saturday. Who's that going to favor?
3: For sure, it favors me. That guy's not going to run. I'm going to be on his face the whole entire fight, and I'm going to embrace the storm, and I can't wait.
0: Uh, you going to have a close up here. UFC is the only sport happening at the moment, MMA. So. You have an opportunity on Saturday to, to become a star for people that don't know you. What should they know about you, the person, outside of you as the fighter?
3: Outside, tell him just a daddy, a guy that came from a lot of Brazilians. A lot of guys came from humble Virginia, because me. A daddy, two kids, husband, Christian, hungry to fight, hungry to compete, Brazilian, now living in South Florida. Fujitsu World Champion and still UFC Champion.
0: Do you think that Tyron Woodley still has the fighting heart of a champion at age 38?
3: I believe he does. I believe it will be a, a, a tough fight. Uh, I believe it will be a war, but I know what I have to do to beat Tyron Woodley, but for sure, I believe he's still dangerous. He's still going to come. He's still going to swing as hard as he can, but I uh, I can't wait for them. I'm excited for their fight. And uh, I believe they'll beat Tyron Woodley. And I'll beat the best Tyron Woodley. Really.
0: Now, how do you know, Gilbert, that if this fight goes five rounds, that you're ready for the deep waters?
3: I love the deep waters, bro. I've been there a couple times in training. And in competition, I did two, five. Uh, I fight twice for five rounds, but I finished the fight on the first round. And I would get there. But a goddamn session. I got my conditioning coach, my strength conditioning coach for the IHP the Institute of Human Performance. They've been doing an amazing job, and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to show everybody. That's why I, I, sometimes I don't even want the fight to go too quick. She goes quick, better. But I want to be able to do five rounds and shock everybody. Just show my gas tank and my condition for five right for five rounds.
0: I love it. Uh, I've seen Kamaru in the news. Where he said, I wanna fight Jorge, I wanna fight Connor, somebody step up. If Connor McGregor skipped you guys in line and got the title shot, how would you feel about that?
3: I'll feel great. I wanna I wanna fight for the title after this fight. First of all, like you said, uh, first of all, I first need to beat Tyron Woodley. But beating Tyron Woodley, especially with a great performance with the finish, TKO, knockout uh, our submission for probably next and that's what i'm looking for you know it's, it's gonna be a little awkward because we're trying get. i don't know if me or him gotta move out to do a camp i don't know how we're gonna do but he's professional i'm professional i have no problem you know fighting for i would just fight kamaru if he if it's for the title no if he's not for the title it doesn't make sense but if it's for the title, for sure we're fighting
0: but would you be mad if, and, uh, if McGregor got the what? title shot before you? If McGregor got a title shot at welterweight before you, would you be upset?
3: Uh, there's going to come a lot of money for Kamaru. I'll be happy for Kamaru. But, yeah, I don't know. I think if he does fight, they don't fight Kobe or any one of these guys. But I, I was sure gonna compete anyway. You know, I, I, I love to fight. I'm not going to be waiting. Uh, if Connor comes I just see as a great opportunity to come out to make a lot of a ton of money for the division in a bigger map everybody gonna look at the division and uh, I'll make another fight but uh, it is what it is you know Connor has all the guys has a lot of power right now if he decides to go he goes and he's gonna make a maximum division but on the same time, on the other hand, I'm happy for Kamara. If he make that ton of money, I'll be happy for the guy, you know, so it is what it is. I hope he don't come, but if he comes, he's okay. If I fight Kobe.
0: I respect that a lot. I w- last question I want to ask you was, are you preparing any differently, given that this will be an empty arena? You'll be able to hear your coaches better, you'll be able to hear the announcers. It'll be a different experience than usual. Does that change anything for you?
3: No, I, I already I already felt that I was in the, in the Brasilia in the fourth of May. I was in the first event with empty arena. That was my first co-main event. I got. I felt all that. I felt. I heard all my coaches heard his right. coach yeah. only walk off already. The UFC Brasilia was in no no crowd as well. That was the first one before the the whole pandemic. I
0: forgot about uh,
3: that. Yeah, I was the, there. What
0: was that yeah, like? Yeah,
3: I was there. Was it easy? Uh, no, it was different because it was silence. Usually when we're warming up, we listen to the crowd. When we walk in, we listen to the crowd. When you pull your music and walk in, you hear the crowd. And that was silence. That was so weird. And uh, But, yeah, I hear that. I'm ready for all that. And I cornered you. I cornered my guy, the Santa Luca. I was there in the first event. in Jacksonville, when he fought Nico Price, I was there. I see the whole thing i never be in the Apex. We'll be there only Friday for the wedding and i never be in the Apex. But, yeah, being on two shows already with MT Arena, I'm ready for that.
0: All right, Gilbert. Great talking to you. Great to get to know you. I'm sure the, the fans are going to get to know even more on Saturday. Best of luck. Stay healthy, stay safe, and get that, get that win, buddy.
3: I will, Brian. Thank you so much.
0: How's everything? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. This yeah. is... This is busy fighting three times since November here, Caitlin. You're not messing around. No, I'm trying to get this done. I'm getting these fights
1: in. And it's actually my, it'll be four fights in a calendar year because I fought June last,
0: last summer. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> Why was it important coming off the title loss to to get back so quick for you?
1: Um, honestly, for me, like, whenever, you know, when you get a loss, it, it definitely sucks. You know, there's, there's no easy way to put it. But, uh, you know, I think, obviously, the best way to get over a loss is to get a win. So I had, you know, for the most part, no injuries. So I was like, Alright, well, I'm in shape. Like, let's go. Let's get the fight. I want to get another fight before the summer. Because, uh, you know, I live in Long Island. So summer's pretty fun there. And I don't want to fight in, in the middle of the summer. So I was asking, like, a week after my title fight, I was like, Oh, can I get a fight? Can I get a fight? Like, I want to fight before, you know, May or whatever. And then the whole pandemic happened. So I was like, Oh man, I'm not going to get a fight, you know? And then luckily they had asked me in April, I think April, April. They're like, can you fight in two weeks against Antonia Shevchenko, her opponent pulled out. I was like, okay. And then, um, you know, then it got pushed back. And so here we are. So I'm
0: excited. Absolutely. Uh, look, the competitor in you, nobody wants to come off of a loss. What part of that loss eats at you the most that, that if you could run it back tomorrow, you know, that you're thinking about?
1: Um, I mean, just not like getting, I don't know, I just get not getting caught in the position I got caught in. I mean, it was a uh, frustrating because the position I got caught in in the finish, I wasn't like really getting hurt, but it was like following the rules were technically or She had my arm trapped so we're not protecting yourself but um it sucks because like at the end I was like they stopped it and I just stood up and I was like I'm fine but I get it I understand why they stop it but I wasn't like hurt so it was at the time I was like oh I wish I just got like you know submitted or like knocked out because like I was okay you know it's kind of like that's it's a, a little frustrating but um but that's just how it is I mean yeah I wish I could go back and not get caught there and get the win, but, uh, you know, it is
0: what it is and just got to move forward. You know, you had that opportunity in the title shot to be co main event, to get, you know, top billing, to get the royal treatment. Uh, how did you find that whole process? Um, it was kind of the same as it.
1: I mean, it really didn't feel like that much different than other fights. I mean, you had a co- more media obligations. If anything, that was pretty much it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty, it wasn't like as intense as I thought it would be.
0: That's good. All right. So you're, this fight is a good one on paper, no matter what the last name is, but it's getting a lot of extra attention for almost the pro wrestling side of it. Like you lose to one sister well, you're going to get revenge against the other. How do you know how much of that thought process came in when you were offered this fight? I know. I took, like, I feel like I'm
1: like, Oh, I took like such a disappointment. Cause I'm not like, I'm getting revenge and I feel like that's what everyone wants me to say but really I'm like I mean it's a totally different fighter it's not the same I think people that like don't I think people that don't really follow you know with MMA especially like the they don't they assume they see the last name and they're like Oh, she's now she's going to fight her sister. She's going to lose again. I'm like, they're totally different fighters. Like, you know, and, you know, where some people don't even realize that it's not Valentina. They they think it's a rematch. So, um, yeah, I think I'd probably promote the fight a little bit better if I was like, I'm getting revenge, but uh that's not really so in my nature. I'm just here to fight. And it's, you know, it's her sister, but it doesn't seem weird to me. It's just, she's just a totally different fighter
0: uh certainly she is no disrespect to Antonina but she's not the great Valentina in what ways are they different in your eyes
1: well I mean Valentina's younger I mean if she's an older sister if she was the same fighter as Valentina she would be where Valentina is right now but she, she's not she's like in the you know she's not in the top 10 but she's new to, kind fairly new to the UFC so she could easily work her way up there but um but yeah, they're they're totally different and there's a there's a reason why Valentina is who she is and we've known who she is for years and there's a reason that Antonia's not there because they're not the same. But um yeah, they're even watching their fights, you know, they they have a lot of different things. You know, I think Valentina's very well rounded. I think her wrestling is underrated and um whereas Antonia's I think has very good uh basic uh kickboxing striking. So, um, yeah, you know, I think they're, they're definitely different. Uh,
0: when you found out this will be a smaller cage, does that change anything in this matchup for you?
1: Um, not so much. I mean, I think it's actually like better. So it's just, you know, you're, I train in a small cage, so it's similar to what I, what I train in. And, you know, um, I've done a lot of boxing over the years and, um, you know, I'm used to sparring in a boxing ring, which is even smaller than that. So, that doesn't really affect me too much um if anything I just I like it it forces you to just kind of push the action a little bit more and it's definitely more entertaining for the fight uh
0: for the fans watching I think. Um so now you're not playing into the soap opera here and I can respect that. But if you beat Va- if you <laughs> beat Antonina and Valentina might be there in the corner working it I mean do you give her the, the stink eye do you do you call do you cut a promo on her what happens next? I mean I might
1: have to now like I got to got to take my moment and, and use it for, for my advantage, you know, maybe I'll like finish finishing Tanita and st- like step over her and look at <laughs> Valentina and be like, you're next or something like that. But Maybe if I do that, I'll, I'll get bumped up on the card a little bit
0: more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, there's always pressure after a loss to come back. You've never lost back-to-back fights. Do you feel any more pressure in, from the standpoint of taking chances at all or altering your style to use this platform? Because this is a somewhat featured fight on this card. And obviously, with the only game in town uh, with you know MMA at the moment in the pandemic, you could get a lot of eyes on you. Yeah, I
1: mean... In a sense, like when you I mean I guess when you say it like that, it sounds like there would be more pressure for me, but you know, coming off of like the title shot, you know all my fights for the past like year and a half have been if you win this, you might get a title shot, you know win this, you get a title shot, don't you can't lose 'cause then it'll be a couple more fights, and it could be a whole nother year until you get that title shot, and you know that just happens, and now it's like, all right, it's kinda nice to have a fight where I don't have to worry about that and the so in a sense for me, I feel like the pressure's off where. I can just focus on this fight, not worry about anything else. And it's just, this is, this is it. Just focus on this fight. You know, like to be, to be honest, I'm like 31, you know, I don't, I'm not going to be doing this like too much longer. So it's like, all right, let's just leave it all out in the cage, you know, no pressure, just have fun, do everything, you know, do everything you can.
0: I can respect that for sure. Now, uh, not, you know, not, not going to stick my finger in the sore here or poke the bear, but, uh, you're much more experienced on the professional level within the UFC as Antonina. I, I get her decorated background in different forms of martial arts, but Vegas likes her as the favorite right here. Does that does that get you fired mm-hmm. up at all? Um, It doesn't get me fired up.
1: I'm just kind of like confused when I saw that. I was like, I was like, wait. I think that the like whoever made these betting odds are confused. Like I think they saw the last name and got confused because <laughs> I don't understand how. The I was very shocked at the odds, but uh, but you know I don't I don't really care about that. They're they're close if anything, and uh, it'll my friends and people that know me and people that really really know the know the deal. I'll give them an
0: opportunity to make some money. All right. Was there any uh you know look that everything about this pandemic is unprecedented for all of us in every possible way. Uh, how, how crazy has it been for you, whether it's, you know, trying to get your work in to make sure you're up to the level that you can be for this fight, plus the travel, all the, you know, the, the fears that we all have, what, what has this whole process been like for you? Um, I've been pretty lucky. You know, I tend to be a, a very positive
1: person and, you know, I've kind of like, not been freaked out since the beginning i don't know why i don't know part of me is like naive and doesn't i never watch the news so i don't know anything and i'm like everyone's like you need to watch the news i'm like why you guys are all freaking out stressing out i'm like i'm good i'm you know i'm in my own little bubble everything's good i'm being safe but like not freaking out um so yeah i mean it was nice to getting a fight because then it just gave me something to do and i'm like okay i'm focused on my fight i'm training every day so It's almost like I'll go a couple of days with just train, you know, doing my normal all day training routine, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I kind of forgot that everything's going on because, like, you know, when I'm in camp, like, I'm not going to restaurants, I'm not going out or doing anything, so it's like you it kind of like I'm in my own little bubble, you kind of forget about everything, which is a little, you know, it's kind of nice, but um, but yeah, it, it's just crazy times. Um, I'm, I'm just so fortunate like you know people are like oh is it hard to train I'm like dude I'm not going to complain about training at all like you know my family owns small businesses my my parents own a restaurant in Pennsylvania and my brother owns a small business and they're being they're the ones that are being really affected by this um for me I'm like I have the opportunity to fight and still work and make money so like I'm just really grateful for that because you know I seeing how this whole thing is affecting the economy and affecting small business owners is, is really scary. And um, I'm lucky that I'm in a position where I can still work. So I'm definitely grateful for that.
0: Yeah. I like that. I, I hadn't thought about it. until you put into those words that training camp already is like a quarantine. You know, you got to be focused and, mm-hmm. and keep that circle small. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, my biggest fear. now. Look, I'm going to be honest with you, Caitlin, my biggest fear in life, is this COVID test when they stick the the huge swab and scrape my brain. (laughs) I know it's coming. I'm going to eventually cover a fight. Have you had to go through that yet? What's it like? Yeah, so um, last week, you know, a couple of my teammates were
1: fighting in Jacksonville, and I was watching the videos of them doing it, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm so nervous for that. I was like, I'm more nervous for that. than way more nervous for that than the fight, you know, and um, they – so when I got here, they're like, okay, we're not doing the nasal swab anymore. We're just doing a throat swab. I was like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, they'll just do like the, thro- like how you would do get tested for strep throat. So that's what they were doing this week. So I got tested yesterday and I was like, oh, I wish I knew this like all day. Like I was flying all day long and I was like waiting for that. I was like, oh my God. I was like, thank God. So I didn't, I got lucky. I didn't have to do it. I just did the. Swab and I'll
0: get tested again on Friday. I love it. I love it. I love it that, like, you know, you, you could get yeah. a spinning head kick or something, but we're more worried about that damn swab. I want nothing to do with it. Oh, uh, my in, God. I don't want
1: that.
0: In closing here, uh, are there any more Shevchenkos you're going to fight after this, or is this the end of it? This is where we're going to put the rivalry to bed. Um, This will definitely be the,
1: you know, the, the end of Antonia, but, you know, I would, obviously, I'm down to fight Valentina again you know I mean as soon as I could that would be amazing all so right. well, best unless Antonio gets, somehow gets the title at some point then she'll be back in my radar but get this win and then I don't have to think about her anymore but Valentina if I could ever get that rematch I'm off, obviously I'm always down for that
0: well if there's any other cousins or sisters uh, they better watch out you're coming for them as well great talking to you best of luck uh, stay healthy all that can't wait to see the fight awesome thank you so much Good, and I hope I'm getting a fired-up Tyron Woodley because every time I interview an edgy, fired-up Tyron Woodley, he wins on Saturday nights.
2: I'm definitely fired up. I don't know if you're going to hear my voice because I'm, I'm, I'm knocking off these LBs, but you know, I'm definitely fired up, excited about the opportunity, uh, excited to go out and show everybody what I'm made of and that I'm the best looking fit of all time.
0: Uh, from the idea of how much you have to prove in this fight, uh, would you say this is the most?
2: I don't have to prove anything, to be honest. You know, I think my resume is for, for itself. This is more self myself to prove that I can block and execute. It's not that I've lacked the skills, lacked the experience or the preparation, but this is a time where I feel more committed. um, I back to the basics, mentally sharp. And I just want to go out there and just, Without even thinking, just freely execute see something, attack it, and just, you know, make the least amount of mistakes as possible. That's I'm going to focus on. I'm not applying any additional pressure. And, you know, I got to do anything spectacular. I think if
0: I fight
2: to my ability, I'm going to be spectacular anyway.
0: You'd been on such an incredible run, Tyron, where I never thought you got the respect you deserved for being so efficient, for disarming your opponents with the biggest thing they brought to the table. Uh, Do you feel like that all went away with one loss that people are now just like, you know, he was never that guy? I, I feel like I've never seen one fighter get less love at the highest level than you.
2: You know, our fans, you know, we get so much opportunities to watch UFC. You, you know, we get so much access. They they're very close to us. Whether it's the Expo or on Twitter, you know, or just bumping it to us, it's the MGM brand. Our fans have more access to us than any other professional athlete in the history of sport. So their opinions are gonna be higher. The one thing that also goes with that is the short term memory. Once you go out there and perform, you execute, you show them what she was made of. And they actually forget your last performance. And if you put a stream of them together, it wipes away from their mind. So all I got to do is just focus on Saturday, focus on the performance, and whatever comes after that, and whatever perception people had in me, and whatever, you know, goals I have for my career, they're all going to be solved with this one performance. So I'm just going to go out there and focus on that, and um, let my work speak for me.
0: Uh, with all due respect, Tyron, your fight against Kamaru, I was waiting for the Woodley of old to jump through the screen, and it didn't happen. In hindsight, what do you what do you point to to for that reason?
2: You know, I don't know, but it definitely wasn't the Woodley. My body was there, but my spirit wasn't there, you know. Um, he beat up on Tyler Wobie and to be honest, if they had been mean fighting me, I would have knocked me out. And, um, you know... I, I think the fact that I was even able to complete the entire five rounds without being finished, just while I was there, I don't remember the fight. It was just like it was a spacey moment for me, um, and I just couldn't put my thumb on why it happened. And, you know what went wrong, but at the end of the day, it made me stronger. I came back, I refocused, I dedicated myself back to the sport. I fell back in love with the training and, and just the the, the breaking the person down, and I didn't shy away from having somebody on my back and putting me in arm armbar and go off and make locks or get hit with a big shot or somebody coming forward, give you their best. And, you know, I embrace that distraction count And I think that's going to pay off and we're going to see the results every Saturday.
0: Are you more the kind of guy who, after a defeat, it fuels you to be better or it's easy for you to put those negative thoughts away for good?
2: I mean, if you look at my leg every time I've lost, you know, the three times fighter, Uzman, my next fight was a KO victory. When I lost to Jay Markov, I knock out. The next fight was Jay Hell, I knock out. When I lost to Jake Shields, my next fight was Koshuk, knockout out. When I lost to Wayne McDowell, my next fight was Tony McKim, knock out. So I, I've shown that I bounce back and I bounce back and basically get the message across. And that's why I've just, you know, I think I was like 90 and 20 or something like that in the UFC, just for like 12 fights, I've had five fights in the world title. mean actually six. I won I won five world titles for one of my loss, but I had six world title fights out of those 12. That's not by the time. That's by fighting, former champions, former title contenders, number one contenders. And I rolled the dice big and a lot of times I came out on top. So, you know, I am always up for the challenge.
0: Uh, a lot of talk about the 25-foot cage as opposed to the 30. I talked to Gilbert today. He says 100% that favors him because he's going to be able to get to you quicker. How do you react to that change in dimensions of the cage?
2: You know, um, I think that in a, in a smaller cage, you get more action. And sometimes you don't know what they wish for. Sometimes you do get more action. It could be the action so, at the end of the day, you know, um, I'm better fighting 25, 31. Right? I'm not going to say it's not. guy. You I'm not know, going to give a It's not difference. the same. Not you know, you may be used you, you know, a couple sets back in the circle at all. Now, you take one set back, you have your back to the down. So, for me, um, I had already been addressed with some of that because if I was looking at him to fight news, the time that came up short, enough, or either, maybe not the whole fight, but the moment in where you know the other person looked like they were getting advantage, is when I was backing up and when I was against the cage. So that's something that in training, one of those things that I said before. We try to just do the. Case. So that's the stuff that's hard. We come solutions for that. So if he feels is it fight, you know, he's gonna be shot in the center. Will
0: you need to use your wrestling to win this fight at all?
2: And to be honest you know um, it, I feel from later, where I don't have to use any specific I can go out there and just wrestle and if I, if I was you guys want going to like it it wouldn't be something that everybody been talking about on Sunday but if I needed to do that I feel confident that most most world War II in the in the division I'll be able to do that to get the victory if I wanted to just do striking I'm confident I could do that against anybody I want to just slug and braw against anybody if I want to just a sharp And I thought that's point fighter. Maybe I finally am a machine in Wonderboy Thompson, I would have to at him and me of Fighters to the best that ever came in there. So I thought each style, that's the that's a benefit and the luxury that I have, that I really, you know, I really rely on, is that I fought the best scrappers, the best point fighters, the best runners, the best KO artists, the best freestyle fighters, the best up-and-coming fighters, top them all. And he brings the element of the power, which I've dealt with before, the grappling, which I dealt with before, the hunger, which I had had as an upcoming fighter, you know, so I remember it real, real vividly. And also just, you know, um, coming off his big grin and having that confidence. So I take everything in perspective when I'm playing a fight. I don't just look at, you know, a few fights. I look at a lot of the fights. I look at the growth. I look at the training camp. I look at, you know, how did I prepare to fight me, and when we did all our studying, you know, I just felt comfortable with the game how we came up with And, and it's, it's got a lot of room for, you know, um, Audible. You know, if something's not going right, it's a lot of room for to, to switch it back up and do some different.
0: Uh, Tyron, everyone's going to ask about age, probably for the rest of your career, but you're, despite being 38, i mean, in incredible shape, and you, you still look like the old, uh, you know, the young Strike Force guy jumping through the cage. So, um,. <laughs> Are you just better at masking the natural, you know, ways that age slows you down as a fighter, or, or is it just not going to happen? You're not going to hit that wall.
2: You know, I just didn't take a lot of damage in my career, to be honest. You know, I've only had one fight that I can look back and say I really took a lot of damage in that fight. It you goes know, back when I fought Nate Marquardt. So, at the end of the day, I think it's something to do with that. Also, at a very, very early stage of my career, I made a commitment to focusing a lot on striking, focusing a lot on um, getting away from the bottom and a lot on being, you know, in ground and position on top. So I really dedicated 85% of my training to the arts that I didn't have yet. You know what I mean? So I didn't go out there and just kind of even rely on all my wrestling training or all my jiu-jitsu stuff or, or just strike. I focused on where I thought the sport was going in five years. And, and nothing for me and the people that were around me that, and we sat down and we had these conversations in 2008. We were right. It was going to be good for very athletic, very high level strikers, very explosive guys that were going to be getting up, getting away, back on their feet, and punching the defense. And that's what the sport really ended up. And you look at a good fight that pretty soon. We don't really look in the horse gracie days and say the grappling stuff is a good fight unless the guy gets the finish. And it's going to be very tough. I forgive the to submit me with a finish. You know what I mean, he has great jujitsu. He's a world-class jiu-jitsu player. But sometimes when you have a guy that has good, strong base, good awareness, good IQ, also strong level jiu-jitsu, not, you know, just like he shouldn't compare his record to my, I'm not going to compare my jiu-jitsu level to his. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to look at what he's done. and look at his world championship. I'm going to say if this is just a pure graphic match, I'm going to say he has the finish. But it's a Miss fight. And look at the other glaring advantages, my take defenses are the best in the, the World division. That's even after having a, a night of not showing up against Eastman and being taken down several times. Statistically, I'm just showing them my takedown defense is impeccable. So he's going to have to work. And I, I just look at the way he carries himself, the way he fights his same fights. If I make him work, I make him lose. I make him pay. I make, I step his takedowns. I press him. I hit him with shots. I make a miss, his shots are gonna start coming from far out. And he's gonna eventually put himself in that spot. And you know, his losses are not the caliber of fighters that I've lost to.
0: Yeah. That the the experience gap is definitely big. Um I did want to ask you this. Look, uh, you know, Usman's looking for an opponent. He's calling out in every interview, Hey Connor, hey Jorge, somebody step up. Um if you look great in winning on Saturday, could that person be you? I mean, are you thinking title shot again if you win of
2: this? I wouldn't have. I've had six title fights in one year. How I mean, I mean, you know, many world champions that you seen that have defended four, four times Now getting into a rematch? And so, you know, I I, so, just the fact that we know that was a lead at night, I can go out here on Tire and show you guys this is the tyrant. This is the one that should have showed up because this one and didn't. So now let's give it on. Let's get it in there. because If you really think about the other alternatives, it's going to be other guys that already lost to Eastman as well. How does Kobe Covington or Mia Edwards, who also lost to Eastman, well, they're going to say they lost
0: better. <laughs> I lost better than you lost.
2: So I should jump here. No.
0: Yeah. Um. If Conor McGregor in it gets in the way of this process, are you okay with that? If he gets the shot next because of that's how Conor the, the McGregor game hasn't
2: was. even addressed it. He hasn't even addressed it. This is all Usman doing with their psychology and measure and people my intervention in it. He, nobody wants to fight Kamar Usman not because they're scared of him. I mean, like when you think about what's scary, like, what's scary about a fighter, okay, his ability to knock you out. Kamara Usman has had one knockout in the UFC where he took somebody and they basically knocked out, to my knowledge. I could be wrong. You know, I may have to go back and look. But he does not possess the one punch KO power threat that would make somebody have anxiety. So, what could be the other He does not have it. He's not a star. He's a good fighter. He's consistent. He's a hard worker. And he's a good champion. But at the end of the day, Conor's looking for the money fighter. People with to start power. So he's going to pick a Sorani fight over Usman. He's going to pick a out fight over Usman. He's going to fight me for the first time over Usman. And Mazda may be the same thing. Why would he not fight me and make million million more than he's going to make to fight Usman? That would be something not to take that.
0: You know, then,
2: then he's trying to weigh on the reverse psychology. You know, who would want to be the champion? Somebody that's making $2 million wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> because <laughs> at the end of the day the perspective is kind of slated. I mean, people are worshiping the bad being that belt more than they are the undisputed belt. And people are making more money outside of title fights than they are in title That doesn't mean it's like, I'm different. I take pride in being the best in the world. Sometimes maybe I will less money on the because of that. But at the end of the day, when I wanted to super fight it's because George said Pierre was the greatest, and I want to prove I was the greatest. And of course, I'm going to make more money than if I did anybody else. But the motivation was because I felt like I could beat him. I felt like he's the greatest world of all time. The only way I can say I am is if I could have defeated him. And when that, when that opportunity felt like it, it would have never happened, then, you know, I just moved on for it. I said, the way that I got to prove it is by going out here and beating as many people in dominant fashion as I can. And that's still going to be my ticket. So, you know, I just walked together by training with him because we're never gonna fight each other. You know, why not learn learn some skills from him and, and humble yourself and recognize he was great for a reason. Maybe you should go and, you know, have some of that some of the residue, you know, sprinkle onto you.
0: Does it matter to you if you end up fighting Colby before you walk away from the sport? Do you even care about that?
2: No, it doesn't matter to me. I want to fight him because I felt like he needed to get his butt picking everybody to see him take a real work at the end of the day. You think about this. You can't talk about the division without talking about it. There's three fights in this division and three people that you can communicate with and talk about what I mentioned mentioning my name. That's Connor, that's me, and that's Mazenow. You can't talk about it without talking about me. Because the whole reason why he's champion is because he had a performance against me. You can't talk about Wonderboy. You can't talk about all these other guys. Kobe can his entire man. Talking crap to me, trying to talk himself into me while I was the champion. Literally in almost a year and a half, ninety nine percent of his social media was me, mean. memes about me, because he was chasing out trying to fight me. And then when he got the opportunity to fight me, he he showed out his way. Five times he declined to fight and publicly act like he accepted it. So when you think about it, I really don't have to fight him. And the only reason I need to fight this one because I just need the redemption for myself to show myself and show the fans this is what the fight looks like when I'm with you and 100%. And after that, it's, it's bygones be bygones.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for the time, Tyron. Um, you got a chance to do a Roy Jones on Saturday. Y'all must have forgot. Best of luck to you, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
4: Thank you, my man.
0: Appreciate it. Take care. Antonina, how's it going?
4: Hi, hi. Hello. Everything good?
0: Uh, very excited to talk to you. Big fan of, of watching you uh, join the UFC and establish yourself. Uh, how big of a fight <laughs> is this for you on Saturday against Caitlin?
4: Oh, yeah, of course. Very big fight. Uh, I mean, um, she's number two in the division, so this victory is very, very important for me. Yeah, that's why I'm prepared, good, and I had... Uh, pretty long training camp, actually, because, um, first I was scheduled to fight, um, April 25th, different opponent, but, uh, when Cynthia Calvi, Calvi, uh, cancelled, she couldn't, uh, fight on this date. So Caitlin took this fight on short notice, but now we're fighting like May 30. Uh, it's not already short notice, but very, very excited for this fight also.
0: A lot of talk about the idea that uh, Caitlyn lost to your sister and now she's fighting you next. Um, Were you interested in that, fighting somebody who your sister just defeated? Was that something that that you were into?
4: (laughs) You know, uh, for me, uh, I had my last fight before in August last year, in 2019. So I wanted to, to fight. So at least I had my date for April 25th. Then two weeks before the fight, or no, about three weeks before the fight, before April 25th, Cynthia Calvillo cannot, cannot fight, and I'm without the opponent. And uh, the only one who took the the fight on three weeks' notice was Caitlin. And of course, I was glad she did it. I was glad that she took the fight. And... Um, so that's how we ended up to be the opponents. But, um, besides all this history that uh, Valentina fought her and she, she won her and now she is fighting me. It, it's, uh, it should be like this. I mean, we both, me and Valentina, we fight in the same division in uh, this time and it's supposed to be like this. One of two opponents we could fight like if, if my um, goal is to be one of the best in this, in this division and to move forward, of course we would meet um, one opponent who would fight our, uh, both of us.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, what did you learn about how good Caitlin is and your chances to beat her by watching what Valentina did to her?
4: You know, Valentina is different opponent for. Uh, I mean, fight Caitlin and Valentina is different than c- Caitlyn and me. Um of course we uh we saw her fights when Valentina was preparing, but uh measuring this her technique technique of Caitlin for Valentina. Now we know this uh technique but measuring for me. This is different because I'm different opponent. But um you know, I consider Caitlin very uh strong and difficult opponent because she had great uh Standing, striking, uh, technique. And she's good in this, you know, doing some scenes, showing one thing, kicking another thing, showing punch, kicking, uh, to the head, showing kicks, punching. So you, you have to be, I have to be, uh, very focused and very, uh, uh, so to see everything, to be able to see everything from her because she can manage the distance, she can, applies this different technique but she also goes on the ground on the grappling and wrestling and she's very experienced she fought in the UFC like um years and she fought before 135 She's strong difficult opponent and difficult fight for me but i'm ready i had good preparation and of course i am motiv- motivated about this uh to move forward on the rank and uh fighting her so and winning so
0: uh will Valentina be in your corner in Las Vegas on Saturday?
4: No, Valentina will not be in my corner because uh she had just surgery and now she's recovering but you know being in the corner sometimes requires from you things like warming up me or something like this, uh that she she's not able to do uh yet. But she's next to me right here she's uh, she's not training physically with me, but she's supporting me of course, and she will be somewhere close
0: uh, well, that's good um when you look at this fight, the odds makers in Las Vegas have you as the favorite, even though Caitlin has much more experience like you mentioned. Why do you think that's the case
4: <laughs> yeah i i I definitely think if it's like this, considering that, uh, people who, um, uh, uh, so people, they don't know me, uh, they don't know what my coach knows. They, they, uh, doing this, uh, um, uh, odds on considering like experiencing and everything. And if we look in the Caitlin number two, and I'm number 12 and, uh, Caitlin was beating all the opponents like Jennifer Maya, uh, stronger opponents that I was facing. So giving me be favorite, it's basically, uh, due to my last name, <laughs> due to, uh, last name Shevchenko. Uh,
0: how important was your UFC loss to Roxanne Matafari to, to, you know, teach you some lessons that you could use to help you moving forward?
4: Oh, definitely. Every, every fight teach you, of course, something, but from loss, you kind of learn more. It's not learn, but even I'm in martial arts more than 20 years. You know, I'm supposed to know all stuff and I have like hundreds and hundreds of fights and I'm 11 time Muay Thai, world champion. But anyway, every fight is bringing you something, (laughs) something new. And of course, uh, uh, just we looked on my mistakes and we fixed them. That's uh, that's all.
0: Okay. Um, I know you get asked this question a lot, and I know you and your sister rightfully so will never fight each other, but is it, could it get hard If Valentina never loses again, and you become a true title contender, that you'll never get the chance to fight for it. Is that would that be something that would be difficult?
4: Uh, You know, there are options. Uh, This this was my goal to be like number one contender and to be the champion. And now Valentina is the champion, but uh, there is like option to. Go for Valentina in one thirty five division and me fighting for title with somebody else, so it could be like this and uh she's uh, Valentina is just waiting me to move forward to uh move up on on the rating That's it. uh
0: who is the better dancer? between the two because valentina <laughs> always shows us some dance moves after she wins um what about antonina who's better on the dance floor <laughs> uh,
4: i'll give this to valentina she's definitely be- better better da- dancer she's she's very good at this and me to dance um on, on inside of octagon or ring is just so difficult because it's for me it's a little bit uh Different uh, atmosphere,
0: <laughs> so I think she's better in this
4: definitely. Uh,
0: what is it like for you whether you're in Peru or Kyrgyzstan? And the two of your sisters are walking. Is you must be so overwhelmed by the fans who to see all the success you two have had. Is it ever get overwhelming?
4: Um, no, it's just a very very pleasant feeling. I mean, if you have fans who are supporting you, who are writing you. And before this fight, uh, of course, my, uh, uh, people from Kyrgyzstan and Peru and Russia and all uh, different countries, uh, they like writing you, Antonina, let's go, uh, just, you, you know, all kind of support and love. And it, this is just great. I mean, it's best feeling ever. It's one of the things that motivates you, one of the things that, uh, don't let you give up when you have, uh, have to do hard training, hard sparring, or now when you're cutting weight and you are already, already like, you know, tired and everything else. But you think about these people who are, who, who are waiting this date, May, uh, uh May 30 and they will, uh, they will watch your fight and they, they will wait for, from you the victory and good fight. So you cannot let them down. So.
0: <laughs> uh, as much as you obviously love your sister and respect her how motivated are you to make your own name in the UFC where when people see Antonina Shevchenko they don't even think about your sister
4: uh, you know I um, of course I'm uh, what what it is, I want to do this yeah and that's what I'm doing really this is my way uh, but uh, I mean you cannot deny and saying, you know, uh, don't compare me with my sister. You can't because you have your sister and your sister is UFC champion. How people can cannot compare? Of course, they will compare. Of course, they will say, okay, so her, her sister is UFC champion because she is a champion. This is a big deal. So, but my way is my way. I'm doing this right now. So I... Uh, I this is what I'm doing already more than 20 years. That's what I love to do. That's what I want to do. And, uh, just because, yeah, I, I, the thing that people start to, uh, to, to, uh, to think or to, about my name and, uh, something like this, like you're saying, it just to show good fights and win the fights, make good fights, show good techniques. That's all. That's only one, one way to do this. But that's what I'm doing, you know, training hard, go to inside of the octagon, and fight.
0: I love it. I love it. I cannot wait for this fight on Saturday. <laughs> We're all looking forward to it. Congratulations to all your success, and uh, best of luck in there, Antonina. Uh,
4: thank you so much. Thank
0: you. All right, special thanks to my guests, Tyron Woodley, Gilbert Burns, Caitlin Chukagian, and Antonina Shevchenko. Check out this Saturday's card, of course, UFC Fight night, Las Vegas on ESPN. Uh, really looking forward to this one. You know, uh, you know, up and down. There's some hits or misses in this card, but that McKenzie, turn, McKenzie Dern, Hannah Cyphers bout is one we can't miss. Uh, I like me a lot. I like me a lot this main event, so we'll see what happens. Winner. I wonder if the winner has a chance to, you know, cut in. I mean, if one of these guys, Tyron Woodley Gilbert Burns, gets a spectacular finish early, I wonder if they don't just run them right away at Kamara Usman because, you know, we can talk this Connor talk all we want. Will it happen? I don't know. And with Jorge Masvidal saying that he's probably closer to Nate Diaz, uh, then going anywhere else, he's claiming in recent interviews that uh, Usman pricing himself out just a bit. Then uh, it'd be interesting. It would be interesting. Tower and Woodley at thirty-eight. There's a lot of questions to answer. You got some splaining to do, but I got a ticket. I'll be ready. You know they're, they're selling y'all wolf tickets, people. You're eating them right up. Thank you, Nick. Thank you so much. All right. Well, the less the media knows, the better, according to Dana. And, uh, the less we talk now, the better, uh, let's go. It's time to go follow us at state of combat at B Campbell, CBS, and, uh, hope you're doing well in this crazy quarantine. It ain't easy folks, but, uh, keep your head up. Fights are back. It's a great start. Stay healthy. Be smart. Wear that mask, do what you have to do. Focus on your mental health. Keep that smart. You know I mean? Have crack a few cold ones, please, please crack, crack some cold ones. Just don't overdo it. Don't kill yourself. All right. Um, And enjoy. Enjoy life. This is the new new for now. But, uh, you know, if you got an ear hole, I'll fill it, all right, with some state of combat, all right? I'll inject you with that performance-enhancing audio. So uh, we'll get through this together, uh, all right? Just just keep your health. Stay away from Rory and keep your health. I guarantee you, I will take that belt from you, and I will take your health. Okay, all right. I wasn't going to take that belt. What's that, Robbie? What were you going to take? Because if I heard him. I wasn't taking his neck. What you you say. His soul. On that note, uh, two words for the people. Meow.